last time on Magic Folk. You all arrive at Ribbonton. Sister Chelsea comes running out. Claire! Chelsea! Everybody's pseudo-dragons have come back, except for Sister Wendy. No. Not Sister Wendy! Who's this nerd? Hey, Syndra. Hello, Jeeve. You know each other? I talked to Wendy about this distant village. Tonkastad. We need to talk. Okay, come on. You're, you're right. I need you here. Can you ditch the dweebs? Those dweebs are my friends, Chelsea. We sort of reconvene outside of the temple in Riventon, and again, you see these sort of meager wood and, and straw-roofed houses. Uh, it's just a little village, you know? It's not like ultra, ultra poor or anything, but it's a small fantasy village. And Sister Chelsea is on the steps of the temple, yelling, Okay, uh, be safe, please, Claire, come back. Like, don't die. I mean, I know you won't, like, you can't or whatever, but just be safe. Owen is with you, um, and he sort of, like, pulls a cart with one horse. I think that the cart is big enough that you, a couple of you can sit in it, but not all of you. So some of you are going to have to, like, walk alongside it, and one of you maybe needs to ride the horse. I think Owen is riding the horse as he pulls the cart around from the <laughs> side of the temple and says, Chelsea, I got the one I like the best. Is that okay? <laughs> This guy's a jerk. What was it? What was its name again? Farty. Ugh, it was not Farty. It was. <laughs> I don't know. What do y'all want to name the horse? I'll let you do it. Sprinkles. Oh, yes. Sprinkles. We named it Sprinkles after Claire's favorite thing to put on her ice cream. Oh, <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like sprinkles of blood. Whoa. <laughs> That's accurate. <laughs> Monkey sprinkles. Oh. <laughs> It's like a cheese grater. (laughs) Owen says, all right, well, come on, let's go load up. And you all put your things into the cart. How are y'all traveling? Gets us on foot. Okay. So describe this cart. It's just like a a small cart, almost similar to Pace's cart that the dwarves had like stolen from her and were towing. But it's bigger and it's not halfling in origin. It is actually human made. Does it have a cover? Um, No. Okay. Open cart. And there's two horses pulling it? There's one horse, I'm going to say, because I don't want to name another. (laughs) Sprinkles and dinkles. I was hoping to ride a horse. Is that a possibility? Owen is riding the horse right now, but you could ask him. No, like separately, like on the side. Ask. Wait, Chelsea, how many horses do we have? We have a stable, right? Yeah, um, we've got a lot. I don't keep track of them. That's another sister's job, so I don't know, but I know all their names. I think we could use a couple more. I mean, it's pretty dangerous, and these are these not all these horses are used to travel, so I'll give you one for you, okay? But horseback riding is dangerous. Don't fall off, please. Don't worry, I think I can handle it. Okay. Sister Chelsea is the mom friend. Sister Chelsea takes you around to the side of the temple, and sure enough, there's a small stable back there. Describe your horse, Alex. Describe Claire's horse. Claire walks walks up and finds there's some rows of, of stalls in the stable and, you know, there's a, there's a brown spotted one and there's an all black one and some Clydesdales with, you know, for, for workhorses things. And then um, off to like the back left, there is an it's a, it's a it's a beautiful horse. The mane is is almost is almost white. It's just got like a, a slight golden um, hint to it. And and the, the gray streak on the nose is, is like. It's a light, a light blue gray streak on the nose, but other than that, it's almost entirely white. Okay. I think Claire's going to go for that one. What's its name? Sebastian. Perfect. Okay. 
Oh, yeah, I love that one. It's so pretty, isn't it? That one's named Sebastian. It reminds me of you, actually. Perfect. I think Sebastian and I will work quite nicely together. So you ride it around the side of the temple and go to the front with the party waiting for you. And Let's get on the road. I'm just going to walk. Okay, so Brennan's walking with Kiss. There's room for Syndra in the cart then. Nah, he'll walk for now. Are you guys serious? You're all walking? I mean, I guess your feet are bound to get tired at some point, but it's like a huge waste of space and waste of energy for this horse to tow a cart just for your bags. We, we kind of need to, we, we should probably hurry. Wendy could be in danger. Oh my god. You just spent like 10 minutes picking out a horse! <laughs> not, not in game. That was like, that was setting up for the thing. That took maybe like all of two minutes. You're right. Yeah. And <laughs> Jeep kind of like pulls on the reins of the horse and it's just like, and sort of like starts to like slowly walk. <laughs> it does not take off running. Claire, your horse is doing like laps around this horse tugging the wagon. But sure enough, you all travel all day. Who has the idea to go to Yardsard Cave? I feel like we're in a hurry now to find Wendy. You all, it's open world. You don't have to go now. I was just reminding you all that that is an option because it is on the outskirts. It, it doesn't seem like, yeah, it seems like we're kind of on a path and I feel like narratively we would probably just keep going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you all are traveling all day and it's like you're in this rural wooded area on paths as Owen navigates with Sindra's help probably a little bit. He's like... So, Sandra, I, I kind of know the roads towards the direction of the north, but once we start to get closer, I'm going to need a little bit more of your help, okay? It didn't sound like you needed it before. It's not easy for me to ask for your help. I just know that I'm completely invaluable to this mission. I'm being rewarded handsomely, and I think that we should act professionally here and completely platonically. You didn't have to include the last part, but that was that should have been understood. But whatever. <laughs> Just making sure, because, you know, platonic people don't usually cast spells on each other. <sighs> platonic people usually don't refer to themselves as platonic either. Well, we are. Would you two stop flirting. Let's go. It <laughs> <laughs> says this like a couple hours into the fucking journey while you're while you're moving still. <laughs> So it's really just sh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> really, pretty much. <laughs> Vernon's going to like kind of nudge Kiz with his elbow and be like, this is really awkward. You're telling me I'm tired of listening to them. Make a stealth check, Vernon. Yeah, because Kiz is not stealthy at all. Oh, yeah. Kiz was not trying to be stealthy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to Oh, God, it's a seven. No, I heard that. Good. Okay. So he just throws his arms up in frustration. <laughs> Jeeve chuckles to himself. <laughs> I'm glad I broke that spell. <laughs> and you all travel. It's actually been a couple days now, and the, the travel is relatively uneventful. It's the same terrain. It's wooded, rocky sort of stone gravel roads for some of the way, and just regular trails with dirt for other parts and eventually we get to like the second third maybe even fourth night you are traveling very far and um it starts to rain as you all are going to sleep what do you do when Vernon notices it he kind of like grumbles to himself like ah crap and tries to cover up his instrument so the water doesn't mess it up okay how hard is it raining it's really just drizzling now but you all have set up a camp a couple maybe like 50 yards away from the trail just so that people traveling at night don't just immediately rob you. I'm assuming we don't have a tent. You do not have a tent? Uh, everybody roll a perception check. 
12. 6. 22. 15. Syndra, you see maybe like another 15 or 20 yards in the distance. There's like a large clearing with a bunch of big boulders and they, they sort of jut out enough that where you could kind of get under them and use them for shelter fairly easily. Think of like like rocky crags with it almost forms like a little ceiling and there's kind of a pinch point down at the very end, but there's enough room that you could sleep under there. He kind of steps ahead of the, the party and does a follow me motion when he sees and it. And as soon as you start to step in that direction, Owen yells, hey, look over there and uh, points in the same direction. <laughs> wow. And you all walk over to this area. There are enough spaces where you can keep dry and it starts to rain much more heavily. I want to use mold earth to cantrip to use some of the stone and kind of like excavate it into a, a small cave. Okay, so you like sculpt out about like a, a five foot cubed area from this cave just to make it the most feasible for you all to get in there and sleep in there and kind of glue it to the ceiling almost to, to make the outcropping a little bit wider. Yeah, no, I would choose somewhere that's already kind of um, indented so that it would be larger than five by five if possible. Right. And you are you're you're also scooping five feet out and putting five feet cubed down, extending it so it gets bigger by 10 feet cubed. So you all are going to sleep. Brennan's probably not very easily going back to sleep after this. I, I don't think anybody falls asleep uh, right away. This is going to be very difficult to sleep. It's really pouring, and there's actually like lightning striking out in the field. I think that you all know that you'll be okay because you're underneath rock and like stone does not conduct electricity. Claire's going to say, hey, I'm going to go check on the horses, and she's going to walk out and go make sure the horses are okay. Okay, so they're actually just like at the edge of the field, kind of under more trees. So they're not just standing in the field getting completely soaked. And you walk up to these horses and you start petting. What's your horse's name? Sebastian. You start petting Sebastian's mane and sort of like comforting Sebastian a little bit. They're a little spooked, but they're doing okay. The horse that's pulling the cart is just like asleep, standing up. (laughs) It does not care. Sprinkles is asleep, standing up. Claire, roll a perception check. Ten. Ten will do it. As you start to turn around to head back towards the outcropping, you notice that one of the boulders is not where it used to be. Huh. Ah, oh, shit. And you hear thud, thud, thud. And you notice that one of these boulders is standing up and walking towards you. Uh oh. Uh, okay. Um, investigation check? <laughs> I would say, do you have nature? Roll nature. It's going to be a 14. Okay, so you have heard of these before, and they used to be much more prevalent back when you were awake 600 years ago because the elementals in this land have sort of dwindled a little bit as civilization has grown. And you do know that this is an earth elemental. Oh, sweet. And it is walking towards you. And are these elementals are usually conjured by somebody, right? Or are they... um autonomous they're autonomous at least for my purposes they're like okay autonomous they're they're wild creatures nature spirits nature spirits exactly okay whoa hey hey there buddy (laughs) it doesn't talk but it makes this sound that almost just sounds like two giant boulders rubbing together right (sighs) and you can't really see where but it's it's almost like internally it's vibrating in this way that sounds like rocks rubbing against each other uh is there any way to understand him it you are about 50 feet from it. They do speak primordial. So if any of you know primordial. 
Hmm. Nope. Should have got that book. I I'm trying to decide. I don't know. If, I don't think she would have called for help just yet. Plus, it's raining, so it'd be hard to hear. Yep. So you're standing by these horses, looking at this giant boulder creature walking towards you, and back at the camp, on one side of the outcropping, lightning strikes directly outside of it with this massive crash, and it actually splashes some of the rainwater and dirt that's pulled up on the ground, and then directly to the front of the outcropping, it happens again. Oh, Kiss is trembling. Aw. Uh, Bernan puts Aww. an arm around him. Aww. After probably screaming at that, too, let's be real. <laughs> 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 Owen says, it's just a storm. Come on, you guys. Listen, I fly in the sky, and lightning isn't good for in the sky for sky people. <laughs> I'm just a little nervous. Don't be a jerk. That's fine. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a jerk. I'm just saying it's okay. Oh, you're doing a good job of it. He's going to point a finger at his face and say, listen, I haven't liked your attitude since you showed up at the sisterhood. You need to get it together. You don't get to tell me what to do, Syndra. You betrayed me. I think you need to understand that. You betrayed my trust in you. I left every I left the support system I had in lightning crashes outside of the cave. I left everything. I, I didn't even have any belongings. Why do you think I'm sleeping on the couch of of of, of the dragon sisterhood? I'm not a part of that. Uh, probably because it's fantastic. It's a really nice couch, obviously. It smells really nice in there. <laughs> is, is that in character? No, I was just saying that a story. <laughs> lightning strikes again even closer. It's almost like in the outcropping. I think the realization comes to Syndra, and he looks less angry at him. And he says, are you causing this storm? What? Is this you? You're the druid here. I'm a necromancer. I'm not causing anything. And lightning strikes again, kind of angled inward almost, like trying to reach underneath this outcropping towards you. It's getting closer and closer. It's, it's almost as close as it can. And we cut back to Claire. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. Um, Claire, d- I feel like, can I do a perception check to notice this lightning that's, like, kind of, like, at my friends? Oh, you see it. I mean, you see this lightning striking, and it's just, like, there are dark clouds looming. It's in the middle of a storm, and lightning is striking. These clouds do appear, like, pretty low, you know? Yeah. Like, almost like almost though, as though they're going to form a tornado. This elemental's walking towards you. It's probably 25 feet away now, and it's pretty tall, so it's getting to a point... It's getting close. Yeah, you, you better do something. Well, is it... I, I don't know if it's hostile or not. How do I How do I tell if it's hostile? Is there a, is there a check, like a hostility check I can do? Uh, investigation? I mean, I tried to do investigation, like... Um, Roll another investigation. That's a natural 20. Yep. It's coming towards you. I mean, it's a big, it's a bunch, it's a pile of rocks, but it does not look very happy. It does look hostile and that it will just walk right over you. Okay, so I'm going to use uh, Mold Earth again, and I'm going to target the ground underneath this elemental. Nice. I'm going to cause it to become difficult terrain. Okay, can I pitch something? Some flavor? This thing's legs are like small and skinny. It's fairly low to the ground despite it being a pile of boulders. It's tall, so it goes high, but its legs are short. You could bump the five-foot cube underneath its feet up, and that may have some interesting effects. So, like, put it on a platform. Okay, um, then in that case, yeah, so I'm going to push it up about five feet. Okay, so you sort of mold the earth underneath it as this cube of dirt raises up. And with the momentum of this thing moving forward, it actually tries to catch itself as it shifts upward, and it is unable to balance. It starts to fall, 
and it fails its acrobatics check, so it falls down and hits the ground with a massive thud, and this actually catches the attention of everybody in the outcropping, and it is now prone. Then I'm going to grab my Master Sword and go over and jump on its back and attack it. <laughs> okay, are you actually running towards it to attack it? I'm going to use my, my chromatic pink whistle and run towards towards the, the guy, and I'm going to jump on its back and take some of the... The D- Dust David's Ding Dung Boom Dust. Yes! Thank you! Thank you! Nice. I'm going to sprinkle some on its back. Not the whole thing. Maybe, I don't know, a couple ounces. I mean, this stuff's pretty explosive. And then I'm going to jump back off. And is that my turn, or can I still... Do I have time for something else? You don't have time for anything else right now, because we're going to roll initiative now that you're close enough to it, and you're engaged with it. So tell me what fraction of your eight pounds of... Duster David's boom dust do you throw down on it? How big is this thing? Is it the size of a stone talus from... Not quite. No, Zelda? not not quite that big. Between 10 and 15 feet tall. Okay, so I think I'll use half a pound. Okay. Make make sure you mark down that you have seven and a half pounds. Oof. That's a lot. Half a pound. It, this Okay, this stuff is not that explosive, right? I mean, it's, it's pretty explosive. And it's, also it's raining. It's going to do some damage. It is raining. Okay, I'm going to do half a pound. And I'm going to jump back off, and if we can cut, like I'd like to uh, do something in the air. So okay, uh, let's roll initiative then, everyone. Thirteen. Thirteen. Twenty-two. Seven. Owen rolled a fucking five. Looks like I'm not the biggest nerd after all. <laughs> okay, uh, first in initiative is Claire. Okay, so as I am jumping off of the back of this thing, I'm going to kind of twist around and use prestidigitation to light the boom dust. Okay, um, and did you put a fuse in it? I'm going to use a two-second fuse then in there. You did put a two-second fuse in there. Make a make an acrobatics check as you sort of flip off of this thing and, and cast prestidigitation. A 17. Claire, you flip off of this stone elemental, this earth elemental, and you cast prestidigitation lighting up your fuse and... You land on your feet, and about two seconds later, the boom dust explodes. So go ahead and roll two d10s. I got a five and a seven, so a 12. The boom dust explodes, and you're far enough away to not take any damage. Chunks of this earth elemental start flying off and and falling and hitting the ground around you, these big gobs of stone. And you start to see that there is sort of like a shimmery black substance underneath its skin. Ooh. Shimmery. Yes, shimmery. Eat the monkey. Bon appetit. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> Next in the order is the stone golem. So it is going to take its turn to stand up. It, it stood up on you. It's, it's close, but it can't attack you. Okay. Uh, so it sort of lumbers up onto its feet. And, and again, you get a closer look at this shimmery black material underneath its stone stony skin. Kiss goes wild. Kiss cannot see this quite yet. <laughs> Next in the order is Burnin. Uh, does it look like everybody's leaving their stuff under this rock, or are we taking it with us? Because, like, I'm concerned about my instrument getting wet. I don't know. I can't speak for Kiss, but I think that Syndra definitely takes his weapons with him. Yeah, for sure. <sighs> or like his scimitar. Okay, so Burnin leaves his uh, instrument and, I guess, starts hauling ass. You need music to uh, cast your spells, right? Not necessarily. I can use my words. Okay. I, I was going to say you could uh, hand bone to cast your spells. Oh, yes. <laughs> that is the worst thing, and I will not be doing that. <laughs> you could whistle. Yeah, so I hightail it on out there. I don't know what I'm going to do, but I head out there. 
And I guess that running that way probably takes up my whole turn, right? Okay. So you make it about maybe 15 feet out of the outcropping, and you're getting drenched in rain as you run towards this stone golem that is standing up. You see Claire, like, kind of smugly standing near it. (laughs) Next in the order is Syndra. Yeah, I guess he'll run out into the into the rain with his scimitar okay so you follow burning um yeah you, you could cast spells or do other actions if you want i think i'll wait kind of get a feel for things just want to run and catch up to everybody sure so as you're running towards this giant stone golem and you do this at about the same time you're keeping pace with one another the clouds that were waiting outside of the outcropping sort of descend towards you forming these large probably 20 25 foot tall long figures as they sort of crackle with electricity inside of them and they are going to attack each of you twice uh this is against syndra 16 and 11 uh 16 hits but 11 does not okay against burnin 17 and 13 my ac is 13 so it does hit okay so i get hit twice yep so we'll Uh. roll syndra's damage first syndra you take five points of damage as this as lightning sort of crackles out of this being and zaps you so describe these things again they're like large tall somewhat slender but very nebulous gray and black clouds with electricity crackling in them they're humanoid vaguely humanoid okay burning you take 12 points of damage as two lightning bolts shoot out of this thing's hands and strike you oh that's really bad are you carrying the performer yeah Okay, good to know. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, fucking... Mm. I have seven hit points left. Oh, jeez. All right. I can help you out if I get back to you. I got you. Next in the order is Kiss. Kiss goes... (laughs) He rages. (laughs) Why, you little? (laughs) No, it's more like, uh, like, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this, Uh," and he runs out to help Burnin. He, uh, attacks the one that attacked Burnin, and he's raged, so his, uh, Ancestral spirits are coming out. Awesome. Okay, you'll have to remind me of the mechanics of that yeah. when it's relevant. I know it's like a disadvantage on attacks and stuff. Go ahead and roll an attack. That's a, a 14. Yep, that'll do it. Awesome. So I uh, swing my axe at this thing and it's hoping it'll hurt it. <laughs> sure. So as you do, the axe sort of passes through the the cloud being, but you do see that it dissipates some of its like smogginess and you're... Axe sort of almost vibrates with electricity. It crackles as though you're sticking your axe in an electrical outlet as you swing through this thing. Oh, dang. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll damage. 11. Okay. Next in the order is Owen. Owen is going to run out and he's like, Ah, oh, what the heck? This early in the, the adventure, we're going to all die? What's going on? He sort of extends his right hand with his book in his left hand as rain falls down on the pages, soaking them. And, and he mutters something to himself. And a beam of crackling energy sort of shoots out of his hand, this this dark black energy with streaks of like gray electricity almost in it, shoots out of his hand and hits the same creature that attacked Burnin. It blasts off like one of the thing's arms almost as this ray of energy hits it. Next in the order is Claire. We got everyone. What's this what's this big big rock guy doing? It is standing right next to you, ready to smack you if you don't get out of range. So I guess I'm gonna back up a little bit. How far are you backing up? Mm, good 20 feet or so. I mean, like, in, in the direction of the cave so I can get towards my friends. You guys are being attacked by what now? Giant clouds with electricity in them. 
that look vaguely human. They're pretty amorphous. They look like Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus. <laughs> Morpheus drinking a 40 in the death basket. How, how's, how's this rock guy looking? Rock guy is solid. Go ahead and make a nature check. Another nature check on the rock guy. That is a unnatural 20. Okay, so you do know that this black shimmering material underneath its skin is obsidian. Yeah, okay. I'm going to use Ray of Frost right where the obsidian is. And so I need to make a ranged spell attack against the target. So that's a d20. Sure. Yep, d20. Oof. Um, well, it was a nat 20. Sick. Okay. So roll. go ahead and roll damage and then we'll describe it. Well, shit, it was only a three. That's okay. Okay, so describe what happens. So as Claire's backing up, she kind of reaches out her hand and a freezing kind of smoking from its from the cold through the rain, blue-white light. Uh, just streaks t- towards the obsidian, and I would say it just kind of hits it. And you know, I was hoping just kind of to f- freeze this rock to make it really brittle, if possible. Maybe give it a chance to shatter on the next one. Sure. So you crit, so you got double damage, right? Yes. So you you shoot this ray of frost, and it hits the obsidian, and sort of like you know, it's almost like you're shooting a, like an air gun at it. It you can see the stagnation points of your ray as it sort of hits this geometric shape in this thing's chest. <laughs> And it sort of stumbles backwards a little bit and makes that same sound that sounds like rocks scraping against one another from inside of it. And this time it sounds a little bit more horrible, a little bit more agonized. Okay, and its speed is also reduced by 10 feet until the start of my next turn. Oh, sweet. Okay. So next in the order is the stone elemental. I keep wanting to call it a stone golem. It's not a golem. It's an elemental. It staggers back as this ray of frost hits it, and it actually starts to turn and run towards the the group. So now we have Burnin kiss syndra and owen are all standing outside of the cave it makes it about 20 feet towards the cave so it's getting closer to y'all as it, as it stomps and lumbers towards you and it's scared away by claire i am a scary dragon very much so <laughs> next in the order is Vernon. so Vernon does two things screams the first thing he does he just looks very dazed from getting shocked the shit out of him right yeah so he goes and he casts bane but it's kind of almost accidental, I think. So to refresh your memory, up to three creatures of your choice that you can see within range must make charisma saving throws. Whenever a target that fails a saving throw makes an attack or saving throw before the spell ends, uh, you have to roll a d4 and subtract the number rolled from it. So I'm going to at least do, you know, the two Thunder Boys, and if I'm close enough to the rock, then all three of them. It is just outside of your range um, of, of 30 feet. But you can definitely hit the elementals. Is this just enemies or is it everyone? No, it's just the enemies of... It's of my choice. Cool. So Burnin looks dazed and he <laughs> uses his magic words. <laughs> and he says, Dear Gacy God. And he casts the spell. I think Cinder thinks that's addressed to him because he's he knows about birds. And he goes, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and once that happens, he unsheaths the performer and he throws it as far away from him as he can awesome okay very cool so one of them rolled a 14 and the other rolled a five uh charisma saving throws okay so i thought it was con it's charisma yeah uh neither of them make it yeah (laughs) dumbass cloud boys what did you say do geese see god Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so the one with both arms just sort of like it, it doesn't have a face, but where its face would be sort of looks up towards the sky and like puts one hand on its on where its <laughs> chin would be and starts stroking its chin a little bit. 
and the other throws its one arm up and like as as it gives up it's like uh what what is this just that it's frustrated like by this question it's not running away or anything but and you throw the performer do you want to try and throw it through one of the cloud creatures you know i didn't think of that so i don't know if i should claim that coolness i'll let you rule a cool okay okay nine uh that is not gonna hit so you throw the sword and like the cloud in its chest just sort of opens up and forms a passage for the sword to fly through and it lands <laughs> stuck in the ground behind it. And the performer does make that cool whooshing sound as it flies through the air. That's kind of the one of the first times that you've actually made that sound with it. Next in the order, Syndra. All right. What's the arrangement of everybody? So you've got the two cloud monsters on either side of you and Burnin. You have Owen behind you and kisses over near the cloud monster near burning running towards you about 30 feet away a little over 30 feet away is the stone elemental and claire is kind of behind it how close together are the cloud people i think that you all are in a range of 10 maybe 15 feet of each other i mean they're big creatures but they're tall and slender so what say are they five feet apart from each other sure like within a okay yeah because mm. i think i'd like to cast moonbeam awesome oh. A silvery beam of pale light shines down in a five-foot radius, 40-foot high cylinder centered on a point within range. And I'd like to center it where both of those cloud people will be engulfed in moonbeam. Okay, so sort of right between them. Burnin, I think you're probably far enough away from this thing, but Kiss, you're probably going to have to make a save. Okay. You're going to get caught in the moonbeam because you attacked melee. Man, this moonbeam and me don't get along so well. Yeah. (laughs) The real question is, does Kiss see God? (laughs) <laughs> not today not today kiss sees no god he doesn't believe he has ancestors ghost ancestors exactly that's a there's paranormal stuff going on it's not yeah i don't know it's different anyway i have ideas about his religion <laughs> <laughs> so what am i rolling to say constitution constitution oh man <laughs> that's a six. Oh. i got a 14 and a 12 12 will not do it against my spell save, but 14 will. So I think you cast this moonbeam and you're almost like, you just miss. There's water running into your eyes, sort of, from the rain. The the rain that's soaking your hair as it drips down into your eyes and causes your depth perception to be a little bit off, and you cast it just a little bit farther than you wanted to. It's more directly on the cloud monster near Burnin, and so Kiss is caught up in this moonbeam as well. Here's two and nine. And so 11 for failed save. Kiss goes, Syndra! Again? (laughs) (laughs) I thought we were bros! (laughs) We arm wrestled Syndra! He beat him. This is all revenge for the Yule arm wrestling thing. I'm going to catch you. He's petty about it. This moonbeam descends from the sky and sort of parts through some of the storm clouds and, and hits the giant cloud monster standing nearby. Kiss, I think you sort of dive dive out of the way, but you're caught in the range of this moonbeam and you, you take damage. The cloud monster's not looking great. The moonbeam shines down upon it, and it you've actually never seen this before, but it's lightning and clouds with white flame in it. And it's absolutely gorgeous. Actually, it's stunning. It looks like a digital painting or something like that. Uh, how clouds and lightning can ignite like that, I don't know. It's magic. <laughs> it's a moonbeam. Next in the order is is the lightning elemental standing nearby Syndra. It's sort of gonna like build up electricity within it and then reach out with both of its hands and grab you with its weird cloud nebulous hands 
and try and zap you. Go ahead. Make a con save. <sighs> so what happens when you talk a big game? I got a three. <laughs> Owen yells, Sandra, that was cool, but be careful. Watch out. You missed one. <laughs> Do I have time to pick up a rock and throw it at him? No. <laughs> I think about it, though. You take seven points of damage. All right. And you fall prone. Good. That's what I wanted to happen. You're sort of stunned by this electricity. Next in the order is the other creature, so it has to make a con save. Yeah. Ooh, it rolled a seven. I imagine that's not going to do it, Syndra. Mm-mm. Yep, so it's going to take 2d10. There's 10 and 4. Okay. 14. Power of the moon! So this moonbeam, again, blasts this thing as it starts its turn. It kind of staggers a little bit, but again, it starts to reform, and it's going to reach for Kiss and try and zap you. Cool. A 17 versus AC? It's uh, 17 hits, yeah. Okay. Uh, it hits you for 9 points of damage. Cool. As electricity sort of passes through your body. I think you kind of drop your axe for a second. It like it leaves your hands, but you probably manage to sort of catch it and secure it. But it's it's kind of difficult to carry this metal axe as you're getting zapped with electricity. Ugh. Oofa, oofa. Next in the order is Kiss. All right. Payback time. <laughs> he turns in a text syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no! That's good. <laughs> I'm getting you, druid boy. <laughs> So when my axe went through it earlier, did it, like, did I feel some kind of resistance, or did it just, like, kind of go through and dissipate some of the clouds? There was a resistance in the sense that, like, electricity was resisting against it, almost causing your axe to vibrate. But it wasn't physical, bodily resistance, you know what I'm saying? It's almost like haptic feedback, in a way. Okay. (laughs) I gotta kind of buckle on idea, but... How far away is this uh, stone elemental? It's about 30 feet away. Perfect. I'm going to throw my javelin through the cloud monster and try to hit the stone elemental behind it. Awesome. Okay. Ah, shit. It's a nine. No way, I get advantage. <laughs> I forgot because I'm in rage. Oh, nat 20! Nice! Okay. Oh, shit! Go ahead and roll damage. <laughs> oh, man. Four plus three. Seven. Awesome. So you throw your javelin through the lightning creature, and this time it doesn't have room to to dissipate parts of its body and, and miss the javelin. And it passes through it again with this weird electrical resistance that sort of, like, changes the trajectory of your javelin so that it goes a little bit higher and arcs through the air and lands in the... sticks into the stone face of the stone elemental. Awesome. Great. With, with a nice twang as it hits. Mmm. You do notice that the thunder elemental, the lightning elemental, is looking thinner in form. It's starting to not look so good, and you, you're knocking off some of its electrical potential and the clouds that form its body. Next in the order is Owen, and he's actually going to run up to the elemental that just attacked Syndra, and he says, Syndra, come on, get up! And he di- he doesn't quite dive into it but he's like he runs head headfirst into it with his arms outstretched and he reaches up and tries to grab at its electrical hands and he's going to roll yeah okay so he actually manages to almost like lock fingers with the cloud hands this energy passes through his hands as he mutters another word he's thrown his book into his pouch at this hand so he has both hands locked with this thing and owen sort of says fuck you <laughs> stay away from my friend 
as this black energy sort of saps this thing's cloud life out of it, and you start to see these weird gashes appear in its amorphous form. He dealt 23 points of damage. Whoa. Okay, next in the order is Claire. All right, this thing's still coming at me. Or it's still coming at the group. The stone golem is now standing still because it was hit in the face of the javelin, but it's going to start moving towards them, yes? I'm going to run up to it with my dagger and stab it where I hit it before. Just jam it right in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, roll a melee attack. Well, let's see, 17 plus to hit. Is that what, It says like two hit plus three. Yes, yep, exactly. So you got a 20. You do run up and you jam this dagger into the obsidian front that you just froze uh, moments ago. Roll damage. Got a three plus one, so that's a four. As you ram the dagger into this thing's chest, the obsidian sort of fractures and cracks, and you almost, like, your hand goes farther than you thought as you stab this thing, and you deal 12 points of damage. Yeah! And it's still going? It is still going. It is a big old stone elemental. Oh, God. Do I have time to jump back? <laughs> What's your movement speed? Uh, 30. So you can you can run 10 feet away from it. Okay. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna do that. Okay, so you back up. Do you want to run towards the party or away from the party? But off, off to the side, to the side of the party. So, like, just not any closer, not any farther. Gotcha. Okay, yep. So you run, like, sort of perpendicular to the line of the line of movement towards the party. Yeah, I just want to draw it away from there while they're fighting those things until I get it. You, so you're you're moving out towards, almost towards the edge of the clearing with, with all these stones and boulders. Next in the order is the golem. And Claire, it is going to run towards you, and with one of its giant rocky fists, it's going to try and punch you out. Okay. Uh, it's going to land. Its large stone hand clubs you, and it actually knocks you back about 10 feet, dealing 15 points of damage as you fly backwards. Nothing. And again, it lets out that that stone scraping stone sound again as it throws its arms back and roars at the sky. Next in the order is Burnin'. So I'm going to try something, and you tell me what you think about it. Uh Uh-huh. That's my favorite thing when players say that. I am going to Mage Hand the Performer back to me, if it is close enough. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, while it's on the way, I pull out my Pendant of Awakening. Okay. And when the Performer gets to me, I quickly tie my Pendant around the hilt, and I tell it, come back to me, and I throw it at the cloud. (laughs) That's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, make a ranged attack with the performer. I've been rolling shitty all night. If I don't get something good, I'm gonna be upset. Seventeen. Yep, that'll do it. Yes, yes. Which one are you throwing this at? The one near you or the one near Syndra and Owen? Is Owen still in the one that he just fucked yeah, up? Yeah, they're like basically locking hands still. Okay, then I I go for the shitty one. Okay, go ahead and roll damage. Eight. So you're, the performer passes through it again, whizzing through the air, making that pretty cool sound. So it kind of sticks in the ground behind the lightning elemental. And next in the order is Syndra. He's prone. So is Moonbeam still active? I've lost count. Oh, yes. Well, I was going to um, I was gonna ask how close the stone golem is, and I was going to move it if he's within range. Uh, yeah, it's about 35, 37 feet or so. Yeah, that's that's enough. So I can do that while I'm on the ground. Yeah, go for it. From the ground, I see the stone golem or whatever it is approaching, and I'm going to move the moonbeam over to it. And so now it needs to make a con save. Right. I think you kind of sit up a little bit, uh, just almost leaning, and you, you reach your hand out and point towards the stone golem, and it rolls a con save. 18. Yeah, but it's still going to take half damage. 
Right, it passes the save, but go ahead and roll damage. Five. Yeah, you all want to know how much HP it has? Five. Sixty-nine. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Real quick, can Sindra thank Owen? Yeah. He looks up at him and sees that he's, like, standing over him, trying to help, I guess. It's painful to say it, but he just kind of mumbles it, I guess. Thanks. Owen says, I'm kind of doing something. <laughs> Okay, so next in the order is the cloud creature standing next to Vernon. So it's going to sort of charge up it itself again. Uh, this is a different creature, but it's, it's going to sort of charge up itself like the other one did and reach down and try and zap you. Is that kiss? Yes. Uh, so make a con save. All right. I got a 15. That'll save, but <sighs> you still take half damage as it zaps <sighs> you. Poop. Okay. At least it's not Pokemon because birds take... Extra damage from electricity. <laughs> He's super effective, yeah. I do have bad news for you. You're holding a metal axe. <sighs> and so it charges up and it zaps you for eight points of damage. And the electricity conducts through your axe and moves back into your arm, dealing another eight points of damage. There's no, like, insulation with, like, the leather handle? <laughs> no, it's metal. It's like you're you're wearing metal and holding metal. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So you take 16 points of damage. You are not prone, though, because you fit, you passed the save. Okay. Is Kiss dead? No. Okay. But I'm close. Next in the order is the other one. It's going to reach down and attack Owen. And it rolled a 19 plus its modifier, so that'll do it. It's going to zap Owen for... Can I grab his ankles and pull him prone? <laughs> You'll get shocked, too. Yes. I will reduce the damage as you sort of pull it out of the, the cloud of electricity. So you could take some of the damage off of Owen if you want. Sure. Okay. Just yank him by the ankles. <laughs> the ankles, if you will. Uh, uh, uh. Ooh, I rolled almost as good as I possibly could. 13 points of damage, so you'll take seven. Okay. You'll both take seven points of damage as the electricity passes through Owen's hands. You almost like, it's kind of funny because you yank him down, but this thing is holding onto its hands with its cloud lightning fingers. So he almost, it's almost like a dance move, right? Like he slides down and the thing is holding him up still. <laughs> and Owen's like, ah, no, ow. Ah. You gonna make a comment, Syndra? Nope. Nothing to say. Okay. <laughs> Next in the order is Kiss. Okay. Moonbeam is on the golem right now? Yes. If I, so if I go to the golem, I'll have to deal with Moonbeam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I had an idea, but uh, it probably wouldn't work anyway. But <laughs> The, the Moonbeam versus Kiss. <laughs> it's my eternal enemy. <laughs> the moon. I, okay, so how far away is the golem? It's about 35 feet. And this cloud thing's looking pretty rough. Yeah, it's looking pretty rough. So Kiss flies to a spot that's between the uh, golem and the cloud creature behind me. And he uh, spanks his butt (laughs) at the cloud creature and goes, Hey, Sparky, why don't you shoot a lightning bolt over here, huh? (laughs) Yeah, so it's going to roll an attack. Can I try and dodge it if I do this? (laughs) So it's going to shoot a lightning bolt out at you and roll a dex save. All right. Don't die. <laughs> oh, that's a, uh, woo, okay, that's a 12. 
Yep, so you beat its roll of a 10. So this lightning bolt streaks out of its hand that it sort of whips towards you, and you narrowly miss it. Like, you can feel your feathers are, are sticking up kind of on your head in a different way than they normally do, you know, because they do <laughs> yeah. stick up. Yeah. And this lightning bolt whips towards the stone elemental, and with a crackle and a sizzle, it strikes it, dealing 11 points of damage. Nice. And Claire, you can see that it's almost molten on the inside now in case you turn to look towards it to see if you hit if it worked and you can see that it's glowing through the cracks as well kiss goes holy shit i didn't know if that would work or not <laughs> Dope. <laughs> next in the order is owen owen's gonna say ah well uh thank you Sindra. listen uh cover your eyes <laughs> he casts blindness on the elemental standing above both of you and that is not going to do it. So you can't really see this happen, but he mutters something, a phrase presumably from one of his books. I think maybe he like pulls up his sleeve and has something written on his arm that he reads off. <laughs> and the elemental above you just sort of like looks around. It's, it's just turning as though it would look around. It can't really look around. It, it can't see anymore. Owen kind of like shuffles over a little bit closer to you, Sindra, and says, shh, shh, shh. Don't say a thing. Be quiet. He can't see us. You shut up, too. (laughs) (laughs) Next in the order is Claire. You've got a weakened lightning elemental, a blind, fairly strong lightning elemental, and the stone golem's looking pretty bad, and it's molten on the inside. You can see that it's sort of glowing from behind its obsidian chest that you've shattered. Fuck it. I'm going to use reduce on the stone elemental. Oh, shit. Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to reduce its size. It's going to be halved in all dimensions, and re- its weight's going to be reduced to an eighth of normal. Holy <laughs> cow! That's oh, awesome. No, why didn't you do this earlier? I was going to, I was going to, but like I, I don't know. Now, now Claire's just pissed off because she's like hurting pretty bad, and she's like, "Fuck you!" And she uses reduce and then starts running. Oh. I want, I want her to drop kick it right in the fucking. <laughs> glowing part kick it for the field goal Touchdown! no 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 she, she's gonna like she's gonna like do like the full like straighten out and like jump up in the air with all our momentum and like kind of coil up and then just like kick with both feet right oh into the, like the hole that, that has been formed and just like oh propel gosh. it back we're going rock bowling yeah bowl it into the elementals please roll an unarmed strike against it <laughs> oh nat 20 sucker oh, oh. Roll damage as you run up and fucking kick this thing. This oh, little, yeah. like, three feet tall, we'll say. That's good. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> like that image. Yeah. So it looks like two. Okay, so you deal four points of damage as this thing goes flying back, <clears throat> and you launch it into the air, actually. Can we establish that? Uh, is it kicked it, like, in the direction of Kiss a little bit? Yes. Yes. Just, okay, that's, okay, great. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> so you kick it, and it goes flying through <laughs> the air probably almost like 10 or 15 feet towards Kiss. It lands on the ground and cracks and shatters, and it's still moving, but it is prone and it is nearly destroyed. I think you kind of like do a flip as you kick back off of it (laughs) and land on your feet. Sweet. You want to say some cool shit? Rock on, motherfucker. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) How dare you? Wow. Next in the order is the golem, and it is prone. It's going to kind of shuffle a little bit, but it does. It actually doesn't manage to make its way back onto its feet. Next in the order is Burnin. 
the performer flies back towards you mm-hmm. and sort of jabs into the ground right by your feet. Okay, so I pick it up and I fling it at the blinded cloud. Okay. I think as you start to do that, Owen is like... <laughs> cutting across his neck on the ground under it. Okay. Well, I wanted to be their <laughs> hero, but I guess he's not grateful, so I'm going to throw it at the other cloud then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's do that one. Go ahead and roll. I'm trying to save the day. I'm burning. I'm just trying to save my friends. And I freaking <laughs> rolled a five. I'm going to freaking die. I rolled a five. Take a, a inspiration roll because this is cool. I'm lenient on you all. Thanks. Okay, well, how about a nat 20 for the second one? Yay. <laughs> That'll do. Oh, these 20s. In his anger from uh, Owen telling him not to do it. Yeah, don't tell me what to do. I tell me what to do. <laughs> Flings it. A uh, five for my roll. You throw the performer through this cloud creature and it dissipates some of its mass. It sticks in the ground behind it and then immediately launches back towards you and cuts through it again from behind. Nice. Dealing more than 10 points of damage. Nice. And this creature lets out an electrical crackle <laughs> as the energy sort of hits the ground and dissipates and it is dead. Good riddance. Nice. Burning killed the thing. Sweet. Good job, Good job burning. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm a big boy. <laughs> Next in the order is Syndra. So I could do an action and an attack, right? Yes. Pat Owen's butt. No. <laughs> I want to stand up. I want to use produce flame and slap it in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know. What are, you, what are you doing? Just lay down. Go ahead. Roll an attack. 17. That'll do it. Good. Roll damage. It's only three. <laughs> okay. But it made me feel good. You slap this thing with the flame and it just sort of like passes through its face and it's relatively unfazed. Owen's like, Sandra, what are you doing? No, no, I, no, what are you? (laughs) Next in the order is that guy, the elemental. So it now knows where you are, Sandra, and it's going to roll to try and recover its strength attack. Nope, not going to do it. So it's just going to roll a zap against you with disadvantage. Because Kiss's ancestor sort of just appears in front of you. He says, "Mm -mm." (laughs) mm-mm. This spirit in front of you almost just, like, muffles you, and it, like, holds its finger up to its face. It's like, shh. (laughs) Nope. Nope. Not going to do it. So it sort of charges up a little bit of electricity from its hand and and zaps at you. But, again, it is blind and it can't see. It probably would have, like, double disadvantage because of its blindness. Next in the order is Kiss. Wonderful. So the golem's closer to me? Yes. And he's tiny. Question, with the reduce, did it shrink my javelin as well? Or is that, like, unaffected by the spell? (laughs) Your javelin is still sticking out of it. Yeah. And it did shrink your javelin. No! That's okay. It's a toothpick. But, like, my javelin's still, like, a pretty good size, right? Yeah, I'd say it's probably about the size of, like, like an arrow almost, right? I guess so, yeah. But javelin-shaped. All right. I want to try and grab it by the javelin and spin it around and throw it at the other cloud creature. <gasps> roll. Oh my god. Roll. Dodgeball. <laughs> yeah, what did I roll, Curtis? <laughs> roll. Figure this one out. <laughs> a ranged attack. Just a ranged attack. All right. <laughs> New Olympic sport. <laughs> You're not going to believe this. Nat 20. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. What the fuck damage is this? <laughs> Don't know. A, a D10? A D10? D10? All right. That is a... Oh, it's a 10. Ha <laughs> 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 So you fling this thing at the lightning elemental, and 
it kind of makes that that stony rock scraping sound but like much higher pitched because it's way smaller <laughs> as it flies through the air it passes through the lightning elemental dissipating like a massive chunk of its form through the center of its body and lands with a thud it passes over owen who's still laying on the ground and, and right beside Syndra, and the stone golem shatters into a whole bunch of pieces uh you can see that there's molten rock and obsidian down in there and it is vanquished <laughs> The lightning elemental is still standing. Next in the order is Owen. I think Owen's going to say, well, listen, if we don't make any noise, it'll go away. But uh, I guess while we're here uh, and he's going to cast that same beam of crackling energy out of his hand at the creature standing above him. And unfortunately, that will not hit. So he just blasts this beam like up into the sky. Next in the order is Claire. So I'm going to use fucking my blue dragon breath weapon on this motherfucker. I'm going to exhale destructive energy and rain down on his ass, and um, <laughs> it's going to, like, take the shape of this, like, raging dragon coming out of my mouth, and it's just going to out-lightning the lightning elemental, and I'm just <laughs> just going to fucking eat this guy. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> Claire's, Claire's done with these mothers. Same. She's trying to check some fucking horses, you know, and then all of a sudden they got these, these big, <laughs> big bads coming at them. So you run up to it from behind and do everything that you just said. This lightning dragon comes out of your mouth and the lightning elemental sort of lurches forward a little bit and then it grows. Oh, oh fuck. Shit. Are you serious? It is 108 a.m. I am tired it, as fuck. Uh, you know, and, and also it can't grow until after this attack happens. That is completely not true. What? <laughs> it grows and gets bigger and looks much stronger at this point. It's almost, in fact, it's like at least a time and a half bigger than it originally was before it took any damage as you breathe this lightning into it. Well. Hey, whatever happened to my Bane spell? <laughs> you have to remind me if you have effects of stuff that you've cast. This has nothing to do with how it rolled. This is like, it's made of lightning. All right, well, make a saving throw. It rolled a six, so it failed the save. Oh, man. Yeah, it's a five. So you do three points of damage to it. And again, this thing is just huge at this point. You don't even actually notice any sort of noticeable chunk come off of it with this damage that you've done. And now you're standing directly behind it. Owen is going to say, okay, um, now we really don't have a choice. Hit the fucking deck and don't make a sound. Next in the order, Burnin. Did Burnin hear Owen say that? Yes, y'all, you, I think that you are all pretty close. Kiss is the furthest because he threw this thing. Um, I trust him and get on the ground. Next in the order is Syndra. I'm going to try to end this, guys. All right. How far away is Kiss? Kiss is probably 15 feet away or so. Syndra is going to turn to everybody and make, like, a, a shoe go away gesture. Okay. So I want to cast Warding Wind. A strong wind, 20 miles per hour, blows around you in a 10-foot radius and moves with you. Nice. The wind lasts for the spell's duration. The wind has the following effects. It deafens you and other creatures in its area. It extinguishes unprotected flames in its area that are torch-sized or smaller. It hedges out vapor, gas, and fog that can be dispersed by strong wind, which I think that's what this cloud guy falls into. Please! <laughs> please let us be done! <laughs> this is fucking genius. The area is difficult terrain for others, creatures, or creatures other than you. Attack rolls have disadvantage if it passes through the wind so i'm a 20 mile an hour tornado coming at this thing right now 
holy shit. So everybody sort of like runs a little bit away from you and dives. How far did, how far away do they have to be? 10 feet. It's a 10 foot radius. So everybody just like, I think army crawls away. Kiss. Yeah, Kiss just needs to stay away. He was already good. Kiss is good. Claire kind of backs up towards where Kiss is. Burnin and Owen army crawl away from you and make it about 10 feet as you cast this wind. A massive gust of wind appears around you and this lightning elemental sort of looks around for a second as it's deafened and it can't hear, it can't see anything. And it sort of just floats away into the forest <laughs> like it's kind of moving in air like almost like moonwalking but like in a perpendicular direction like it's it's writhing and like trying to move but it can't and, and it's just pushed away like a cloud on the wind into the forest and eventually it dissipates and returns to the storm above you as the rain falls down upon you good riddance <laughs> the stone golem is it gonna return to its normal size because i know you said it broke into lots of pieces i don't think the creature does i think that um items on it when they fall off do so there are these like chunks of obsidian sort of crumpling around it and then enlarging and i think that kisses um javelin pops off of it and enlarges as well Good. would you consider any of those chunks of its obsidian brick sized oh my god yes oh my god <laughs> i'm going to leave a brick and take a brick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh man. He's just following instructions. <laughs> that's what the that's what the brick sack said. It said take a brick, leave a brick. I'm taking a brick and I'm leaving a brick. Cinder is quite literally doing this. Awesome. You take a a perfectly rectangular brick-sized <laughs> piece of obsidian that fell off of this hunking earth elemental hulking earth elemental <laughs> hunking it's a big hunk <laughs> <laughs> i wouldn't know hey everyone thanks for listening to this episode of magic folk we hope you enjoyed and if you did be sure to subscribe wherever podcasts live rate and review us on itunes and follow us on twitter at magic folk pod magic folk is created by curtis beck becca bowen kyle bruning alex couch and victoria watkins and is based on characters and worlds also by victoria watkins see you next time What a good ender, uh, Becca. I had a fried chicken jerk I was going to bust out, but no, that's, you got it. You, you nailed it. I, I want to hear the, the chicken joke now. Oh, no, I was just going to have Kiss lift his arm up and smell his armpit and go, you guys smell fried chicken? Uh, uh, uh. I'll, oh, no. <laughs> I'll save it for next time. <laughs>